and opinions expressed in this podcast by the host or the guest do not necessarily reflect the views of Paranormal Buzz Radio or its sponsors. Use of any materials produced by Paranormal Buzz Radio without express written consent is strictly prohibited. For information on everything Paranormal Buzz Radio has to offer, visit our website, paranormalbuzzradio.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Into the Abyss with Peggy Gypsy. Peggy comes from a long line of spiritual mediums. She is also an afterlife researcher paranormal investigator, and she mixes her skills with her special gifts in order to seek knowledge of the unknown, paranormal, and metaphysical. Join Peggy live on Spreaker, Saturday nights, 9 Eastern, 8 Central, for some great conversation with awesome guests and some fun along the way. Be sure to follow Peggy's social media on Periscope, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For all of Peggy's sponsors, check out the links in the description. Here's your host, Peggy Gypsy. Hello, hello, beautiful people. I hope everyone is having a wonderful 4th of July weekend. Um, Yeah, I woke up today and I thought for some reason that today was Sunday. With all these days off, I couldn't even figure out what day it was that was what. I just know that I didn't want to go back to work. Uh, Yeah, so I'm very excited. Last weekend, um, well, my last show, it was a pre-recorded show. And I know a lot of people were kind of upset when they came into the chat room and they saw that it was pre-recorded. Unfortunately, sometimes I do have to do that in order to, you know, scheduling conflicts with the guests and myself. But um, I do love being live and being able to chat with everybody. We already have a few people in the chat room. And hi, guys. (laughs) I can see them writing. Uh, Yeah, so just a little quick um, little reminder. Um, I am a co-owner of Mysterious Journeys, and we'll be holding an event in um, Buffalo, New York on December 8th, 2019. And it is the event is Christmas with the Tennessee Ray Chasers. We will have Mike and Chris from Tennessee Ray Chasers. Those tickets are still on sale. Uh, we do expect that it is going to sell out, guys. So do not wait till the last minute to get tickets. I don't want to get text messages, you know, the week of saying, is there any more room? Can I have a ticket? We're actually in, we're actually holding a contest that if you get your ticket before August 1st, you will get, you will actually win a signed poster by the boys. So 
I think it's kind of cool. I know I want one, so I better get one. <laughs> and uh, make sure to follow us on Mysterious Journeys on Facebook. Also, mm-hmm. my next event is going to be July 28th at the Hinsdale House. It is a Hinsdale investigation and bonfire. Last time we were there a couple weeks ago, we had like so much, so many evidence. I mean, lots of communication. It was so much fun. The group of people were just loving the experience and they were capturing pictures and just so many things. And it was such a cool experience. And I even did the bonfire, which is kind of crazy because I'm a city girl, but I'm a southerner at heart. But it was like my first real bonfire, you guys. And it kind of sucked. I had people kind of help me because, you know, it wasn't a good bonfire. So I promise you guys, if you're coming on the 28th, I will research how to officially do a real bonfire. <laughs> and uh, tonight's guest, I'm super, super, super excited. I, I've i been seeing her social media for such a long time and we've messaged here and there. But, you know, this is one of the people in, in the paranormal who, you know, she's really doing her thing. And I love to see women doing these amazing things and, you know, shaking and moving and making moves. I love boss babes. And she is one of these people who is just taking everything by storm. And you guys uh, say hello to Sharla. Hello, everybody. Wow, what an incredible introduction. <laughs> That's true. You know, I've been seeing you like, you know, we just follow each other and kind of see what we're, we're, we're doing. And it's finally we just like I sent her a message and I was like, come on, be on my show, please. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this for so long. <laughs> Thanks so, for having me on. Yeah. So can we talk? I know I had told everybody like this whole summer is going to be the summer of experiences. But when I saw what you were doing about, you know, raising funds for your documentary, I thought like, yeah. oh my God, I need to have her on. That is such a great <laughs> idea. I, you know, I'm one of those people like, I don't read about things because if I'm going to have you as a guest, I want to feel like I'm also listening to your story and I want to be right. proud. I want to be like, oh my God. So yeah. <laughs> so tell me about Ghost of Wars. How did you come up with that? Like, What is the background there? So, um, you know, it's kind of crazy, actually. Uh, it all happened. It all happened one afternoon <laughs> in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. I had been there for an investigation um, with my BFF, Beth, and uh, Ghost Hunts USA. And we had gone as attendees. She works for Ghost Hunts USA, but uh, she was just going with me because I wanted to go and had never been to Gettysburg. So um, we had this crazy night of investigating. It was awesome. And then the next day when I was leaving, um, I stopped off at this uh, battlefield, which was kind of down off the beaten path. It was one of those that if you've ever been to Gettysburg, you know, everything has a historic marker in front of it. Mm-hmm. You know, you could pull over in the middle of nowhere and there would be a historical marker because so much happened there. Yeah. But um, I was just really drawn to this field and I pulled over and, and I got out of the car and you know, there was nobody there. They were all the tourists were up at the battlefield on top of the hill, which was like the really popular one. And I just kind of walked out there, you know, and as anybody who's sensitive knows when you go into places like that, you know, sometimes some of the most cherished are the ones when you're by yourself, just kind of experiencing, you know, the, the surroundings. And I just had this feeling that I just needed to lay down in the middle of this battlefield. And I did. And, uh, you know, like an idiot on the side of the road, <laughs> cars whizzing by. And, I'm and they're looking at you this. like, what is she doing? She has to be a tourist. <laughs> yeah. Don't mind me. I'm just experiencing. So, you know, I just laid down and I 
kept thinking in my head, you know, with the, the staggering number and the loss of lives that happened there, what would it be like to be one of those soldiers, to be in my 20s, to be in my 30s, my whole life ahead of me, and knowing that in that instant it was cut short? You know, many of those men laid in that battlefield yeah. for days before there was a ceasefire and they were able to get medical attention or, you know, um, many of them had expired uh, during those two days. Uh, you know, w- what would that have been like? What would it have smelled like? What would it have looked like? Yeah. What would be the thoughts that, you know, go through your mind facing your last days or hours like that? And it was just very overwhelming. So I left there with this incredible sense of, of um, just awe into what those men went through and, and some women too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was mainly... I guess that taking that experience away and then finding out later on that I had relatives who fought there on that battlefield, one who was captured um, and taken into custody and then switched sides, uh, which was, yeah, it was, uh, and then I thought the more that I dug into these men's background, um, the more I thought, you know, I want to tell their story. Yeah. You know, who all this was sitting here in, in, in my family history, and nobody had ever said anything about it. Nobody really even knew about it. It's all in public records, you know, out there. But and, and just to think that all of us in some way or another have pasts, our, our, our family history and our, and our ancestry of some really cool people who did some really amazing things and lived through some. Can I cuss on this show? Uh, you can't say the F U C K word. <laughs> That's the only one. <laughs> who who really who really went through some some shiitake, you know? They really yeah. went through some things. No, we can say shit. We can say shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they really they really went through some shit. I mean and yeah. and you know, all of us, all of us have those people in our background and, and wouldn't it be cool if we could all just research that and find out and these aren't really heroic great war generals or anything like that. You know, there were people who were, um, some volunteered, some were drafted in, some went because they felt a sense that they had to go, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, just ordinary people with incredible stories. Wow. Why not tell them? <laughs> oh my. So you, you just, from one day to the other, you came with this whole concept of, you know, this is good. This is what I'm going to do. And I want to document my journey. Yeah. Wow. That is, that is so crazy. I mean, so how much research have you done? Like when <laughs> I saw that you already, you guys got funded, like when do you plan to shoot? Um, so research, I mean, research hasn't ended. It's still going on. I'm still finding out things about my relatives and where they fought and how they fought and, you know, what the circumstances were around certain things. Um, as a matter of fact, before um, I was talking to you, I was just finishing up some research on uh, my third great grandfather, the one who was captured at Gettysburg, his regiment, and um, have finally nailed down the place where it happened. Um so I can't wait to go to Gettysburg yeah. uh, Battlefield Bash in a couple of weeks and then um, go back to that battlefield, at, you know, three years later and kind of just, I don't know what I'm going to do. Just wow. sit there and, I guess, experience again. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a sign they want you to tell their story. For, that, yeah. for you to feel compelled to pull over, you know, just 
yeah. and just lay there on the ground weird. and you know it's this is something that you have to do yeah um, as far as filming goes, uh, we'll probably start filming. Let's see. The Kickstarter doesn't officially end until July 26th. So we'll keep going until then. Um, because we have some stretch goals we'd like to meet. It's good. You know, it's roughly, uh, $1,500 an episode to produce. So, um, right now we funded at a thousand dollars an episode. So if we can make up any of those incremental costs, you know, to do it, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So the Kickstarter officially ends July 26th. And from there we'll take the list, which is like a mile long. You know, what's crazy Peggy is that some of these relatives from different sides of the family yeah. fought during the same battles on different sides, <gasps> you know, who, and then 156 years later, you know, here I am <laughs> a product of all of them in some way or another. Cause you know, when you, when you start looking at your family tree, you know, you have your mother and your father mm-hmm. and then your, your mother and your father have a mother and a father and their mothers and fathers have a mother and a father, a mother and a father, a mother. And, a mother. and so it like, by the time you get three or four generations back, you know, you've got 30 something people in your tree who you're a direct descendant of. And so that's a lot of people for that time, that time frame, And, um, so there's still a lot of research going into it. Um, at some point, I'm going to have to stop and say, okay, that's it. Yeah, there's going to be some point where you're going to be like, <laughs> okay, seriously. like. <laughs> but you know what? The good thing is they'll take you into your second season of the documentary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if it's something that's going to be like that, I think people are going to love it. People love history. And I'm just like amazed by it how out of nowhere you just decided to do this. Out of nowhere. I mean, I'm I'm following that 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 inner voice. I guess they say, or following. I don't know. I don't know what I'm following, but we'll find out in a few months. <laughs> now, how does your family feel about this? Like, are you getting some pushback from certain family members? Like, let the day lie. You know, let the dead people lie. Like, why are you bringing no, this up? Or is you know, I think. Supportive? I think that everybody at this point, you know, I have haven't led a very conventional life, so I think people kind of expect odd things out of me anyway. Yeah, yeah, um, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that person in the family, you know? Um, and so <laughs> I think they're just like, oh, Charles doing something again. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, honestly, everybody's been super supportive. I think that, you know, there was some concern initially about, you know, I, I think maybe some people thought I was just going to go out and, you know, try to have seances on ancestors' graves and, you know, <laughs> you know some people know, just don't get it, right? Like, we just, we don't have yeah. a normal life, normal jobs. We're like creeping in the corners doing yeah. seances and, you know. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, once I kind of explained that, you know, that's not exactly what we do, um, then uh, I think a lot of people were, were a lot more comfortable with it. And, and I've just been overwhelmed by the amount of support and the encouragement um, of my family members. It was people outside of my family initially yeah. who didn't like it. Um, oh, really? Yes. Yeah, some folks from an older generation um, along that same family line. Yeah. Um, but, you know, probably seventh eighth generation level cousins that whom I've never met before in my life you know they were really upset about it um threatened to um send information to the cities in which we were going to get permits to film and saying they'd never allow it and you know because it wasn't it is all based on religion what they 
interpret their religion to be around investigating. And I mean, it's yeah. Georgia. It's Georgia. Oh, Bottom line. Man. Yeah. And I, live, I, I live briefly in the South. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna run into that. And, you know, it's like, um, belt, yeah. yeah, I mean, and it's like one of my other family members said, what do you care what they think? Yeah. Let them try to stop you from, from pulling a permit. Exactly. They're not going to say those people. They're just like shit talkers. They're going to be like, oh, I'm going to stop you from doing this. And those are the people that would they would not even leave their house to do anything. Yes, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be worried. Yeah. You know, oh, I have a question for you from Darren. He says, any new devices being used for these series? Like, What devices are you going to be using? Yeah. Hey, Darren, if if it's the Darren I'm thinking about. Darren Buss. (laughs) Yes. Hey, Darren. Yes. <laughs> the one. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So, Jeff Fent, who um, most of you are probably familiar with, mm-hmm. is he makes these amazing boxes. Um, I, I came in. I didn't want to call them boxes because they're really not just boxes. They're they're works of art. You know, yeah, they're they they're almost <laughs> they they each have their own personality. Um, they each have their own history and story and. Um, he went out and sourced a um, an old radio that one would like take with them, let's say if they were going on a trip or a train ride, like back in the early 1900s. And um, he got some pictures of Asbury, who is uh, probably the most vocal of my ancestors, my fourth great grandfather, who just bless Jeff's heart to use a Southern phrase, probably tormented this man (laughs) because he wants his story told so bad. And um, Jeff has posted videos and things like that. And um, he is just, I mean, I'm blown away at what he has done to this box and um, the work that he's put into it. And, what's come out of it and that that's going to be a huge huge part of this series is using that box because it's just it's so beautiful and I cannot wait to 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 go pick it up and uh he's going to meet me halfway between here and where he is and um that's going to be a very emotional day when that happens wow yeah that is really exciting. You know, yeah. as you're speaking, all I can think about, I don't know why, you know, but I'm thinking about, like, you said they fought at different sides. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking, like, how is that going to be? Like, that's going to uh, be well, a little drama going on because you have, the, there you know, is, on different sides. I mean, people, you know, when you stand for something, you stand yeah. for something, especially mm-hmm. at that time, you know, it's, yes, you stand for your side and for what you believe. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be very uncomfortable. It's gonna be emotional. There gonna there are things in my family's past that I'm gonna have to confront head on, yeah. you know. And it's particularly when it comes to slavery, and yeah. that's that's gonna be that's that's gonna be very hard. Yeah. Um, and you know, especially with anybody who has whose family has been in this country for longer than 150 for longer than three or four generations their lives somehow or another were touched by the civil war um whether it was on one side or the other or both like most of us have now because you know we're we're all such i like to say i'm such a mutt you know (laughs) all over um but you know that that's a very difficult aspect of it that i'm gonna have to confront and 
It did it again. It did it again. <laughs> you guys, when just I don't mean to interrupt her, but when we were chatting before the show started, uh, to her, and it did it again. And it's like to your that would be your left. Is that your left? That's, yeah, this yeah. This is my right. Yeah, that would be her right. It keeps going like this ball of light, and it keeps and you know we noticed it at the beginning. We were just kind of like, oh, <clears throat> that's kind of weird. And now it's happened twice. So we're both like, just like, okay, they know you're talking about them. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, I would be part of this show. <laughs> so, oh, that's kind of creepy. <laughs> kind of creepy, Peggy. Because there's nothing. I'm just looking at what's behind you. And I'm like, well, well it, you know, there, I have lights in these bookcases that are like built in. And I, I think that's what's happening. I, don't I think know. one's getting brighter. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of weird. <laughs> so you know i know it is going to be a little controversial when it comes to the part of slavery but i feel like if you tell the story as it is i mean we can't control what our ancestors did and what our past did you know yeah but i i think it's i think it's important to 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 meet it head on you know and 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 look it square in the eyes and and yeah. discuss it because I think by turning a blind eye to it and maybe glossing over it, mm-hmm. that's, it's almost disrespectful. So, yeah. you know, I, I think that I have to, it, it, it's definitely, there's a dichotomy to it. You know, there's a, there's a push and a pull. There's a, a, a shame to it. There is a, um, a, a sadness to it, but there's also, you know, without these people, I wouldn't be here kind of thing. Okay. So um, it's going to be a delicate line to, to, to walk. And, you know, I thought about mentally preparing for it and doing yeah. research and, but I think I want to, I think I'm just going to let it occur naturally. Yes. So that in the moment it's real. And, I, um, like it, it will be nice. Like if you just have like that raw emotion, like, yeah, as you're filming instead of yeah. like, you know, kind of getting ready for it just kind of just yeah. just just go and live it you know yeah oh rosa says hi rosa's on hi rosa rosa rosa's a big part of this rosa is a big part of this rosa is a producer level backer oh, nice. so um rosa will actually be joining us for an episode <laughs> you know, she she's Rosa is an amazing person. She's always she there really to help people out, and she's always there to jump in projects. And she's very well respected. I really <laughs> love her. She's a nice person. She really is. She's pretty amazing. And um, also, I just noticed that Mike Archer was in the chat. Yes, and Mike Mike was our first backer. And he was our funding backer yesterday. He was I, I called him the bookends. Because he was Aww. the first backer and the last backer till we got our goal. <laughs> oh, that is so nice. He says, hi, Sharla. Hi, Mike. And Fred, so Fred, nice. Fred is, uh, Fred is a, a backer. Melissa Grubbs is a backer. Oh, we got a ton of backers in here. Yeah, this is all your people. They're, this, yes. this is all your people in the chat room. And Matt with Paranormal, uh, well, I mean, you guys are backers. Yeah. Paranormal Buzz Radio. You know, and it's so exciting. Uh, everybody, you see, everybody, you know, people just love you. I'm like so excited oh. to be talking to you because I feel like I knew at some point, you know, our paths were going to cross. So I'm like, oh, there's, like, there's no doubt. It, it's, it's coming. I'm like, you know, we're, we're going to talk. We're going to, you know, and just a few conversations we've had is I've always been like so cool. And so just, yeah. you know, I like it. And you guys, she looks so beautiful right now. 
I'm looking at her on Skype and I oh look like crap. I have like no. a bathrobe, hair in a bun. I look like a hot mm-hmm. mess. You There's no me- way you could <laughs> you, you so could nice. not you could not look unbeautiful if you tried. Oh my god, no guys. <laughs> Is that no, even a no. word unbeautiful? <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to her. Usually I do this just audio because I'm like, oh, you know, I look like a hot mess. But you know, if you put the camera on, it's like, okay, I'll accept. Let's let's do a video on this. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Let's see. You're naturally beautiful though. You can oh. get away with that. You're so sweet. So are you. So are you. Some some of us have to work a lot harder. Oh my God, stop it. (laughs) Oh, stop it. Stop it. So uh, back to, because I'm so interested in this ghost of wars. Now, when do you think, like the time frame that you guys are going to start filming? Um, So I would say Kickstarter ends July 26th. We will look at locations and we'll start mapping out logistics and applying for permits um, in August, which puts us probably uh, realistically um, late September, early October. And then we'll probably film through the end of the year because we, we, we both have some events that we have to do. I, I don't know if you've seen Twisted uh Twisted Paranormal Society, the guys from Twisted Paranormal, um, Lyle Watson, and Brandon Johnson are the film crew for Ghost of War series. So, um, okay. yeah. So we, we have to kind of work within each yeah. other's schedules and, and, and that kind of thing. So um, they just wrapped up season two um, for twist, the Twisted Realm. Yes. And so now they'll be leaping into Ghost of War series. Oh, those guys are just working, working. Yeah. <laughs> they don't stop. They don't stop. But you know what? I, I don't I don't think they'd have any, any other way. I, they love what they do. You know, they absolutely love this. So um, that's one of the reasons I was so excited to be able yeah. to partner with them is, is they're, they're in it, man. 100, 150% they're in it. So... I'd say late September, early October, and then film through the the remainder of the year. And then um, I'd look for maybe probably a uh, spring release, maybe, of 2020. It's going to be fast. I hope. That's what I'm hoping. Don't hold me to it. It's more like fall of 2020, but (laughs) I'd really (laughs) like to do it by spring. I feel this, like incredible sense of urgency you know to get it out there and because uh, all the backers this is their film you know it's when when you start doing a kickstarter and you see the people that are supporting you and you know whether it's ten dollars whether it's ten thousand dollars um that you you begin to have a sense of responsibility to every single one of those backers to deliver an amazing piece of work and um you know, I I see this as their project too. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that funded this because I'm a single mom, and um, I'd never be able to follow this dream if it weren't for the level of support that I received. So they are enabling me to do this project, and so you know, it better be damn good it, yeah, because <laughs> you have so much support, and it is such a blessing to have people support you and your passion. Like that's just, it's amazing. Charlotte knows I support her. <laughs> yes, he does. Absolutely. <laughs> so now you're going to have a event. I'm like, I'm like scrolling, like with my finger, like it's a touch screen. Oh, technology. I tell you. <laughs> 
You're going to have a, an event at Malvern Manor. I'm just looking up here. Somebody said that they can't wait for your event. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So October 19th, um, I'll be at Malvern Manor. Um, it's going to be Elizabeth Saint, Johnny Hauser, Madison Smith from Madison Smith Paranormal, um, Ashley, oh, what's her last name? Goodwin, Godwin, Goodwin. Oh, this dang it. you now. <laughs> I know. I don't have it in front of me. But uh, <laughs> we're doing an event at uh, Malvern, Malvern, <laughs> Malvern Manor uh, on the 18th or 19th. And it's going to be amazing. I can't wait. And tickets are, I think there's some still, t- still, still some tickets available. I think the VIP tickets are gone. But um, if you go to Eventbrite and you do a search for Elizabeth Saint, then um, the tickets are under her name somewhere. So you'll be able to find them. That's going to be fun. Yeah. That's going to be a nice event. That's that's very exciting. Oh, my God. Now, when did you start Girls vs. Ghosts? Girls vs. Ghosts came about, um, oh, gosh, three years ago now um, when Beth Moore and I were doing some investigations together. And we decided that, you know, we really wanted to create a forum where women could do paranormal investigations together, where we could talk about it um, and just just you know, enjoy ourselves, you know, sometimes it seems um, the atmosphere can be a little oppressive sometimes. Oh, yeah, we had a conversation about this not too long ago. Exactly. And so, um, you know, we're like, well, let's just get a group of women together and go investigate and no pressure, you know, we can laugh, we can have a good time and just enjoy being ourselves and not feel constricted in any way. Um, Not that men are constrictive, but you know, it's just, it's just a different vibe. You know, when when you're hanging out with a whole bunch of girls and we're investigating versus, you know, how it usually happens. That's like, you know, six guys and only like maybe one or two girls. And you're just kind of like, Oh, sometimes we guys, guys, we love you. And you know, I have so many guy friends who I investigate with and they've taught me so much. I love you guys, but sometimes it's, it's, it's empowering seeing like a group of females investigating because it's paranormal is still a man's world. And you know, it's only a few of us out there. And it's fun, you know, just I think women in general, like, you know, sometimes when you go to a girl's night, you go to a girl's night because you want to just let it go and have fun and laugh about girl things, you know, without judgment and that we all go through and that we all deal with, you know, whether it's (laughs) like, you know, physically or whatever. And you just laugh and you just have fun. It's your girls, you know, and it's it's just you're just with your girls and um, taking that girls night out type mentality and bringing it to an investigation it doesn't mean that you know it's demeaning or or lessening the 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 sincerity and the seriousness of the investigation at all it's just bringing a different vibe and a different mood to it and you know i've been on investigations and maybe one or two females are there and you know something strikes me as funny you know that comes through on the ghost box or a spirit <laughs> box or whatever, you know, and, you know, you kind of laugh and, and then I inevitably will end up snorting from laughing, <laughs> you know, and, and then I'll realize that I'm the only one laughing and snorting, which will make me laugh and snort even more. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, everybody's kind of looking at me like, what the hell's wrong with her? Um, you do that in a group of women. And, and we'll just laugh. It's that like, whole room is going to be laughing. Like, you know, it is a, it's serious. <laughs> We're trying to get evidence. You know, it's research. I get it. But sometimes 
it's okay to be funny. And that's what it, yes. like Lynn and I, when we do our tours, we're like, you know what? This is not a tour. You're not going to watch me for three hours as I yeah. do everything. <laughs> and people laugh there and think that's funny. And I'm like, oh, no, you hold this. You do this. Yes. Delegate. We're delegating. Yeah. We're involving people. And I think that's what we bring into our investigations where it's like, we're not just serious, like, oh, the demons yeah. are here. Ah, yes. You know, we kind of bring, like, it's just fun. You just yeah. got to, you know. Yes, yeah. um, Darren said women's are triggers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've you know, had, I, oh, I don't I've know if you. a lot of nasty things. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but um, some of the best responses, uh, I, and I say unplanned responses, are sometimes the ones that come when you're not really paying attention or when, yes. when you're laughing and cutting up, like, you know, we were in a group, there were probably five or six of us and Justin Spurrier. He was the only guy there um, at Randolph County asylum. One night we rented out the place and um, we were laughing about something and, and cutting up. And the next thing, you know, you hear on this, um, the phasma box app, like this spirit, totally chiming in with the conversation as if they were a part of the joke too. I mean, which, you know, all kind of, we all kind of stopped and looked at it and then looked at each other and started laughing even more. We're like, Oh my God, they're cutting up with this. Yeah. You know, like they're enjoying this. They're enjoying this, this, this banter and this laughter and the energy was high and the mood was good. And it was bringing in yeah. a lot of positive spirits and energies. And that was a really cool experience. And that's when I realized, you know, sometimes, I don't need to be so serious about everything, you know, maybe to be so serious. And yeah. I'm like, I'm a silly person. So I'm <laughs> like, you know, there's, know. yeah, there's just, there's a time and place I think for everything. And, and sometimes we just, we just need to like blow off some steam and have some fun. Yeah. But I do agree that sometimes like I've been investigating and, you know, we're quiet and everybody's so focused and like nothing happens. And then when you take yeah. that break that you're just talking shit and, you know, <laughs> yeah. laughing, then mm-hmm. something will happen. A sound, yes. a noise, something will come through and you're like, is it yeah. do they want to join in or is it like, hey, I'm feeling ignored. Like, yeah. pay attention, come, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, come back here, make move the group to me. I want to talk. I want to communicate. Yeah, it's like it's like that, you know, like I'm looking at my cat right now. He can't come in because he'll be all over the computer and like causing oh, mayhem. I have so, two cats and I'm shocked that they have like walked across the screen and <laughs> all over the computer. Yeah. So they, he's just sitting out there looking you. at me. He's just <laughs> sitting like, out there looking at me. <laughs> and I I think sometimes that's kind of how that's kind of how spirits are. Yeah. You know, when we ignore them or or we go to another part of the building and and we just kind of leave them without listening to them, you know, and they just kind of sit there like, okay, you're here to investigate and I'm here, but you're not letting me in. Yeah. Pay attention to me. That happens to me a lot. And that's when I get like the best evidence. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) Now what is like, what got you into the parent? I'm always curious how people, you know, fall in love with the paranormal like what experience was it that just made you be like wow I want to know more about this because it is you know people still think it's kind of creepy I have friends who are just kind of yeah. like really you like all yeah. that weird stuff I'm like <laughs> I don't think it's weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> I have a very mainstream cor- mainstream corporate job and so I get mm. that a lot you yeah. know from and then I try to keep the two lives like separate yeah but 
sometimes via social media or, you know, people randomly Googling you or whatever, they they find out they bring it up. And I get that question a lot. But um, I think for me at all, I had an experience when I was a child. I was very sick. I saw something in the corner of the room. It was a very bright light. And, you know, just long story short, that's kind of I, I from that moment, my life, and I was only like five and a half, maybe six years old. And I, it it just stuck with me. And, you know, I've kind of been chasing that ever since. Um, But I always, I grew up with animals, I grew up working with horses, and horses are very, you know, any of us who, who have pets, or who grew up with animals at all, or even like bird watchers. I mean, there's a, there's a, to be able to have that level of a relationship with something that cannot speak mm-hmm. um, and that you cannot share a language, a, a verbal communication yeah. with, you know, that that to me is enough to prove that there are psychic connections. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to then take that to, you know, what is that energy? What is that energy that we call? cognitive thought you know what is that energy that we have that we call our conscious our soul um and where does it go you know after the shell that it's encased you know within is has broken down or expired or quit working um it just I, I, I've always been fascinated with that. And I, my horse was my first investigation partner. We would go to this abandoned house um, off of Rehoboth Church Road in Griffin, Georgia. And I would, you know, I would ride my horse all over the, we lived in the country. So I would just take off on my horse and be gone for hours. Oh, my God. Um, and we would go to this abandoned house. And I had this <laughs> this tape cassette recorder, like really, <laughs> really old <laughs> tape recorder and I'd go into this you know I'd have my horse's reins and I'd go as far into the house as I could go and still hold hold my horse at the same time and you know when he would start reacting to things yeah then I'd I'd hurry up and I'd push the record button and then I'd just sit there and I'd listen I didn't ask a lot of questions um at at first I just mainly would record and I'd listen and then I couldn't wait to go home that night and you know take care of my horse put him up and run in the house, I'd sit down and listen to the tape recorder. Just sit there for, you know, hours listening to, you know, to see if I could hear anything. And um, then when I started watching shows and I realized, oh, my gosh, this isn't like, this isn't just a me thing. You know, I'm yeah. not just, I'm, it's not just me being creepy and weird. Like other people do this. It's a thing. Then that's when I was like, this is really cool. So I started kind of formally doing that. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I mean, did you ever get anything? Did you ever get yeah. like, an EVP when you were a kid? Mm-hmm. Yep. I got the name Clara. I'll never forget this. Um, there, I was in that house and um, a bottle, there was some, there, it was like, it, sometimes when you go to these old abandoned houses like that, it's like people just left, you know? Yeah. And um, there was a lot of stuff that was still there. I mean, there was still furniture there. It was all chewed up and it molded and gross, but it, it was still there. And a bottle had fallen off of the wall, an old bottle. And it really, it scared me. I'm, I was probably 12 or 13 at the time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so I turned around and I had, had been recording and I said, um, that was a bottle falling. <laughs> my voice was just like, um, that was a bottle falling off of the wall. You know, I'm like, 
<laughs> I love 12 year old Charla right now. <laughs> Guys, if you can see her face, she's acting out this whole story. I am like just loving this. And so, uh, you know, because I wanted to be able to remember later that that's what that noise was. And um, after that, I said, you were oh, tagging, I, like what happened? Yeah. You were like, oh, and I didn't even, <laughs> yeah, I didn't even realize it. And I, I, I said, I said, I said, I wonder who that was. And then all of a sudden you hear Clara. And I was like, I didn't hear it in real life. It, Again. So, um, I, you know, I didn't hear that in real life, but, um, then when I was listening to it later and I heard this Clara, I was like, I sat straight up and I was like, oh my gosh, this is real. This is happening. I finally got something. <laughs> I really got something. You're 12. <laughs> we have like the future, like ghost hunter talking about finally I got the evidence. I and the horse looks at you. I can't take you right now. You're so yeah. adorable. I mean, I I even wanted to go tell my horse, like, you know, he cared, but, um, the the, the horse would have been like, just looking at you like, yeah, (laughs) you got an apple kid. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Um, Derek has a question for you. He says, what is the most scariest EVP you have gotten in the investigation? Um, mm, well, okay. The scariest, well, I don't. The scariest one, I don't remember. I get so many weird, I mean, you know, you know how it is. You get so many weird things that nothing really stands out. But I will say one of the coolest ones ever, 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 ever in my whole life. Um, You will hear it on the season finale of The Twisted Realm this year. Oh, oh. That was a cliffhanger, you guys. She's not going (laughs) to tell us what it is. She wants us to watch the episode. I will just say this. I have never, ever, 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 um, ever heard something that loud before in my life. It was a real voice. And it was all captured on film. And we all, like, freaked out over it. But that's all. I can't say anymore. Lyle will kill me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah he yeah please it was like come on you're giving it all away <laughs> come on now um i always like to ask me like what was the scariest experience you've had investigating or it could be like you know sometimes stuff happens when you're home mm-hmm. and you're sleeping you're going to the bathroom you're like what the f- f was yeah. that happen you know like yes what was like your scariest experience that just kind of always sticks with you um, you know, I always go back to Old South Pittsburgh Hospital just because it, that's the experience that keeps on giving, that yeah. keeps on scaring. Um, that that whole place, the whole energy of that place is just a different, it's a different world there. Yeah. Um, it's a different realm. It's a, um, a lot of intensely negative um, energy. Uh, I, I watched a girl's phone get knocked out of her hands. Um, and I know that it, if I wouldn't have been there, I wouldn't believe this. Um, but it, it, I watched her, she was taking a picture and and holding her arm out and she was like this and she, so you can't see me, but she was holding her camera out and had her finger about to take the picture. And all of a sudden her phone goes up and over her right shoulder. 
So there's no way that you can, you know, do that no, without no. moving your arm. Her arm stays right there where it was when it was so extended. It like t- someone just went kind of just like yeah. hit her arm up. Yes, yes. And that I think was, I, I, and you know, that might not seem like such a big idea, big deal. But to me, what that meant was they have the ability to move objects with great force. That was, I think, the first time that I had experienced that in person and saw it directly happen in front of my eyes. And I was like, whoa, like to where there was no way possible that there could have been any other explanation for that happening. I saw the whole thing. And that, to me, made it very real. And it made it (laughs) very... Um, honest and humbling to know that sometimes this can really, really, really be dangerous. We I mean, forget. If, we, yeah. we forget. And, you, you know, right. we forget that, you know, we're putting not only our physical self in danger, but our spiritual self in yes. danger. And because yes. this is what we love to do, you know, sometimes we yeah. need to be reminded. And that's why they do like, hey. We are powerful. We can hurt you if we really want yes. to. So it's kind of like, you know, it's a scary thing. It is. It is very scary. <laughs> <laughs> to see that, I would have been like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, you know, I, I was like, okay, I'm out. I don't know what you guys are going to do, but I'm And you said this going is that there. old South Pittsburgh and Old South Tennessee. Pittsburgh Hospital. Yeah, yeah. Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I was there in March and, you know, it was, I went for an event and it was a lot of people. So, you know, like when it's just too many people. Yeah. But I still was able to pick up that that place is effing creepy. Yeah. If like, you, I want to come back by like by myself, like with a smaller yeah. group. I definitely want to go back with a smaller group. If if you if you really open up and tap into that energy that's there, like I mean, some people are okay with that with with that energy and can handle it. Um, it 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 unsettles me. It, it unsettles me because um, I don't know why. Like I'm I don't I I don't do well with demons and the whole like <laughs> bad energy, mean ghosts. You know, I want like. I, I want nice, like, little old ladies who want to tell you me want this the story. spirits, so they're nice. I, I do. I do. I really do. Um, it's taken me a long time to admit that. But, yeah, I mean, uh, like, Beth, my best friend, she's good with the weird. She's good with the crazy. You know, she's good with, with negativity. Me, I just shut everything down. Like, I, I block thick concrete walls around me. I am i don't even let it in. Like, yeah. Um, and sometimes even on an investigation, you know, she'll be like, Char, you gotta, gotta dial it back a little. Nothing's happening. <laughs> oh my so, God, I love you. <laughs> you got, you got the whole room blocked and, you know. Yeah, like, come on. Yeah. I yeah, remember so, like when I first investigated with one of my good friends, Sean Austin, he was like, oh, this was like years ago. And I, I always, always remember this. He goes, oh, yeah, you know, because I like dark and demons. And you're like bubblegum and rainbow. I was like, <laughs> what the heck? And I remember for me, it was like, it took me a while to realize. I was like, oh, yeah, I need to start experiencing more. And that's when I kind of started 
opening myself up more in the sense yeah. of going to locations that I knew that were bad and that I was going to scare and kind of just challenge myself. So now yeah. when like, crazy things happen, I always go back to that moment where I used to be like, I like good spirits. Like how you say, you know, the old lady, <laughs> the cat, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. the yeah, child, I'm- you know. I'm okay. I'm okay contacting them. And, uh, you know, even elementals. I mean, elementals, I'm cool with elementals. I'm cool with, like, you know, weird and strange. I just don't like the super, super dark that, you know, want to rip her soul out and eat it for dinner. I'm just... Exactly. They're <laughs> like, like, I want to kill you. Yeah. You're like, oh, great. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with get out. Yeah. And I'm not okay with you want to kill me. Like, yeah, oh. exactly. Great. Yep. Yeah, I'm still not used to, like... That, you know, like even sometimes the get out, like depending on the tone of the get out, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, maybe I should get out. Like, what are you trying yeah. to tell me? <laughs> and I'm terrible with that. You know, I go into like mom mode. Like I was, we were, um, we were at St. Albans and uh, I was there with Twisted Paranormal Society and um, there was, I can't even say it on air, what was said on the whatever device it was at the time that we were using, but it was really nasty and very graphic. And, um, and, you know, I just kind of went into, well, that's not very nice. You no. know, <laughs> <laughs> somebody needs a timeout, you know, there's, there's a spirit in need of a timeout here. Now you go to your corner. Go to your we'll talk corner. to you later. <laughs> oh my god! I can't believe you went all into mom mode. <laughs> I mean, it happens, you know. It's funny, like when they tell me to get out, and we're doing a tour, and they'll be like, "Get out!" I'm like, "Um, sorry, I really can't leave. I'm working, so you're gonna have to put up with us for the next three hours. Yeah. Like, we're not going anywhere." <laughs> we got one of those one time. I was like, "Get out!" And everybody just kind of sat there, and then I went, "Why?" <laughs> <laughs> you're like, do you need privacy here <laughs> and that's me i think about the money that i paid or you know just the travel time to get somewhere i'm yeah. like no and it's always like at the beginning it's never like towards the end of the night when you're tired it's always like when you're pumped yeah. get exactly. out Oh not right now, but thank you. I'm like, no, because I drove five hours at a hotel to be here, so I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> exactly. Can't we work this out? <laughs> so I, would, I could only imagine like what they would say back to us or something like that, where you're like, no, I paid this much to be here, and yes. I did this, you know. I just think, think, I just think that like the negative, like any like super, super negative spirit, um, you know, I I can't, I just can't like be all negative with them. I like have to infuse a certain amount of humor into that because humor, I think is one of the best defense mechanisms because you can't be afraid of and allow something to hurt you. Something that you don't fear, something that you, that you reduce to a humorous energy, yeah. you know, because the smaller it is to you in your mind, the less power it has over you. So I guess that's how I've learned to deal with the super negative is yeah. just to, you know, give it right back and say, we're going to take a break now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I need coffee. We'll yeah. be back. And they're like, what the heck just happened? Yeah. Here? We're totally not effective at this one. Let's go to the next. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> like, 
my god. That place was cool, uh, Old South Pittsburgh. That was really nice. I love the little town. They have like this awesome Italian restaurant in town. I can't even remember the name, but I know the food was really good. (laughs) Yeah, it's an interesting place. You know, there's got a lot going for it in that area. You've got the river, you've got the railway, you've got the granite that's underneath there, limestone or whatever it is. You know, it's built on top of um, a, a burial ground, which is obviously now desecrated. It's had two fires. It's, you know, it's an interesting, it's like the perfect, the perfect uh, soup for insanity of a paranormal investigation night. I mean, it just, it checks all the boxes. It's like, okay, creepy, (laughs) yes, this, yes, yes, yes. It's like, okay, I want to go. I want to go, I definitely do want to go again when it's like a smaller group. Yeah. Instead of a. Matt said, give me another pack of camels unfiltered. I guess that's what he was telling when we were telling the <laughs> when we were yeah. telling the spirits. <laughs> exactly. But it's funny when they're like, get out. And I'm like, um, I really can't because I'm working. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, we're not going this anywhere. This is where I work. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we're not going anywhere. We're having a tour right now. So you just got to deal with it. You know, bother yeah. me later. <laughs> that's right. That's I'll, I'll catch you outside in the back. Right, Mr. Bad Spirit person. Yeah, let something let you go outside, and then you feel like a really strong wind, and fun, something falls, and you're gonna be running. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I was just kidding. Just kidding. No, just kidding. kidding. Sorry. Sorry. My bad. I play. I play. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this has been so much fun. I'm like, oh my god. I'm looking at the time. Like, where did the time go? Oh wow, we're wow. It's already been I an know. hour. Jeez. Crazy. I wanted to just quickly say one thing really fast. Dennis, or Dennis, uh, hi, Dennis. <laughs> Darren had made a comment about uh, being a backer and stuff like that. And, yeah. um, you know, although I really do appreciate all the donations, I mean, anything like just to the people who shared the link to the donations, I consider them backers. I consider them supporters because, um, you know, it, it's. Look, I know times are tight and not everybody has money to donate, but just the encouragement that people mm-hmm. have shown me along the way, the shares of the post, all of that, I consider that just as valuable as anything monetarily because those shares lead to other donations, yeah. you know? Yeah, and that's so true. So thanks, Darren, for all of your support. I really appreciate it. That is, that is, you know, that is true. Is everybody who shared, everybody who commented, you know, everybody just kind of even if you didn't give money showing support people yeah. for whatever our dreams are whatever we do that's that's good that's enough for it me. means so much it means so much and it, it means a difference some days of you know like not getting frustrated and 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 saying yes we can make this happen you know just that little bit of encouragement goes a long way i think for yeah. all of us yeah like, even when someone shares my stuff on social media, I'm like, oh, my God, thank you so much. I'm like, yay, I love you. Because it really people makes realize, a like, you know, it's just every little bit counts for everything yes. that we do in this business. So it's like I'm always grateful when people send me a message. Sometimes it takes me a long time, you guys. I do have a two-year-old. So, you yes. know, sometimes you know, people get upset when you don't respond right away. And, yeah. They need to realize, you know, we have jobs, we're moms, we have lives. So sometimes, but, you know, I always try to get back to everyone and respond to their questions and stuff. It's hard. It's hard sometimes. And and with the level of, like, spam 
that comes your way when you manage pages. You know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot that comes with that, and sometimes it just uh, it gets overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, I emailed her. It was the funniest thing. Her and I corresponding. I don't even know how we even got to even set this up. It was like it started at Instagram, went to Facebook, went to my email. We have no idea how we even set anything up because it was the we DM tour. To things in different platforms. It was crazy. It yeah, was it so was. Crazy. It was. It was like follow the the breadcrumb trail, the Trump trail somewhere we got here. The beauty of it is that we got it. I know <laughs> we, we did. It. I'm so Finally, excited. Yeah. <laughs> so now I always like to end my show with words of wisdom. Mm. So what words do you have for people out there? Words of wisdom. Just tune out the tune out the tune out the background noise. Um, be yourself. Don't let anybody tell you what you can and can't do. And don't limit yourself by the own limitations that you put on, on, on your, on yourself. I think we can be our biggest critics sometimes, and we can be our biggest hindrances to achieving our goals. Um, if you want to do something, do it. There are people out there that will support you. Um, those that don't, you know, it's just not their thing. You don't have to criticize them or get mad. Just, let them be and go on and do your thing. It makes probably could have been said a lot more poignant way, but that, that's just, <laughs> I love it. That's no. my, <laughs> that's so my advice. Words, don't listen to the haters. Yes, just keep going, do your keep thing. hustling, keep going after what you believe. Because trust me, we all have haters at the end of the day. Just don't listen to right. them. Just keep doing, yeah. keep doing you and doing what you need to do. And this was so awesome. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Thank oh you God. so much for having me on. And I'm glad I don't want it to be over. I you'll know. Have to, Everybody you'll have to come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to come on Girls vs. Ghosts next. <laughs> I know. We have to make that happen because this was so much fun. I'll promise, yeah. you know, next time that you see me, I will comb my hair. I Well, yeah. same here. <laughs> your hair looks beautiful. I gave her a compliment on her hair color, you guys. For those of you who don't know my real job, I'm a hairstylist. So, yeah, <laughs> I notice people's hair. Ah. <laughs> yeah, mine's in need of a bad uh, job here. No, yours um, looks I'm, good. That's why I was like, oh, I'm wow. Got white. Eight weeks on the other side of a, of a color job, so I, I got it. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. Well, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. It was an amazing hour. Thank you, Sharla. Thank you for, you know, sharing your story with us today and, you know, making us be part of your journey. I cannot wait to see your journey as it unfolds. I'm very excited for that project. And our next guest is going to be July 13, Kevin Odie. He is from Ghostwatch Paranormal. And he's also an awesome producer, you guys, for tons of Lifetime movies. So if you watch Lifetime movies, you're going to want to tune in because I know all the movies and it was hilarious when I met him. <laughs> I'm like, I've seen this movie and this movie. And he was like, What? <laughs> he was like she watches a lot of lifetime so yeah it's gonna be a fun show and you guys thank you so much for tuning in you know everybody like charlotte said you know in other words don't listen to the haters turn off that background noise and do what you want to do and just go for it and thank you so much and i'll see everybody on july 13th